Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Unto Folly podcast, the only podcast that's been trying to reach you by your extended warranty. I'm Alejandro. And I'm Ivan. And we're back with another one. If you're wondering what happened to last week's episode, uh, it was both of our faults. Respectfully. Respectfully. Would you mind Would you mind saying what happened? So what happened was... <laughs> what happened was... What happened was... I mean, we we were we did an episode. We did an episode. Like we were here, like we banged it out. Yeah, it was fire. Yeah, and now the world will never get to hear it. No, because I forgot to put the SD card <laughs> into our recording. Uh, what's it called? Our PA. And uh, like we went through all of it, and like it was yeah. good. We were satisfied. And as I go to press the record button, I realize that like there's a little icon on the screen. With the SD card and there's an X over it. And I look right next to it. And the SD card is right right next to it. <laughs> oh man. That was funny. So that was funny. uh that happened. Yeah, it was uh it was gonna be an episode on on what was it, Lent? We found we found love in a hopeless place or something like that. Yeah. Um so kind of like on Lent. You know, thinking back, we, we definitely should have named it um Bring That Ash Here Boy. Oh my god. Would that have been good? That would have been super good. Yeah, but there's no way we would have gotten sponsored if we did that. I know. Catholic Match Catholic would have never. Yeah, my agent was like, don't do that. Your agent said that? Yeah. Who's your agent? The Lord. The Lord. <laughs> they are the Lord's chiefs. The Lord's chiefs. But uh, yeah, so that's what happened to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so the Lord heard that one and he oh, said it was man. Fuego. Fuego. Fuego, Fuego alert. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was just really funny. Um and yeah, it was just funny because we were talking about like, you know, about a time you found joy amidst tribulation and then that happens and we're just like, well, well, I mean, we can't get like, mad. We just like, we talked about <laughs> it. So, it is what it is, you know, it is so, what it is. But uh, yeah, what's going on in your life? Um, The people need to know. Well, Lent obviously started. <gasps> Did it? Oh, have mercy. Started from the bottom? Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Ash Wednesday just passed. Um, You know. I think I think it's been a while since like I've had a very like impactful Lent, and mm. you know most of like you know my fault, but um, but I don't know, dude. Like we're only what day is today? Saturday? Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The fourth day of Lent. Yeah. And uh, the spirit is moving, man. Yeah. Like the the Lord is working. That's right. I I you know I feel it. You I feel, feel it? it. I feel you know. All of a sudden, you know, it just. Hey, we're in the desert now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to see, you know, what, what fruit comes out of this Lent. Um, an old professor of mine from seminary is coming uh, to Vegas today. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to meet with him a little bit later. Uh, his name is Father Thomas Kohler. Um, he is a Carmelite priest. And uh, he will be kind of a, like leading um, the, the parishioners at St. Anthony of Padua in prayer today. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he'll be celebrating mass, so that's going to be super cool. I always enjoyed going to mass um, with him. Just solid guy, holy yeah. priest. That guy's a mystic. How about you? What's going on? Um, so as you saw, as we came up the stairs, I got a disgusting pump this mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. One of the guys in my Exodus group um, is a Marine. Was a Marine? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Do you ever stop being a Marine? I guess not. 
Yeah, it's kind of like being a priest, you know what I'm saying? You never stop being faithful. Yeah. Semper Fi, Semper yeah. Fidelis, always uh, faithful. Oh, wow. Uh, I think that's what that means. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just learned that from Call of Duty. Um, and You learned that from Call of Duty? I learned a lot of stuff from Call of Duty. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, and, and so he, he, he did, like, a crazy workout, and he's like, this is, like, what the special forces and marines do and like what the hell are we doing <laughs> why are we doing this just an we're average all, guy we're all fat you know just so uh my body hurts. man yeah my body hurts um yeah but i'm just yeah i just i just I mean, i'm in the mood to eat a bunch of meat right now like that's, that's oh, all i can think of right yeah, now respect it's just meat um but yeah then that lent at the newman center um it's always interesting ash wednesday is always interesting because you get a lot of students who have never come and you're never going to see again. So it's like. Fair enough. It's like great because it's like the Newman Center is full, but also sad because a lot of them just like don't even want to talk. Yeah. Uh, and it's so tough. But then the ones that do, it's like, yes, Lord, thank you. Um, and so plugging them into like small groups and stuff like that. But yeah, it's always it's always kind of like a difficult time um, because of that. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. We have so much people. And then. Mm -hmm. Where are you? They all just peace out. <laughs> you know? Um and uh yeah so that's that's fun uh but other than that you know exodus 90 is kicking kicking we've been doing lent before lent was cool um you know before it was mainstream <laughs> before lent was cool before it was mainstream so uh yeah, so thanks catholic church yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so it's good it's good i can't complain well, i can complain but i'm not i'm not gonna but uh yeah <laughs> shall we yeah yeah All i right. will say i will say yeah i went on a hike the other day um, I went with my buddy Julio. Julio, Julio, but uh, you know, you know, Julio's a fit guy, and I am not. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, "Oh, super, super simple, super simple trail," and I mean, <laughs> I guess like in theory it is, but just yeah. like not for me. And so like, the Lord in all His goodness sends us like a snowstorm, which cut the hike in in what? in half and i was nice. like wait we should probably get out of here he's like yeah you know i'm starting to not be able to see so where'd you go we went to mount charleston shoot dang yeah dude it just started snowing on us and at first like it was whatever it looked like we were in like a like a christmas movie yeah but then like it started coming down i was like oh we should, we finna, should yeah we should leave <laughs> we finna die but yeah but just a story there dang. story there that's wild that's wild um well we're gonna jump in that being said Today's episode is called You're Just Like Your Father. You're Just Like Your Father. Look at you. You're Just Like Your Father. <laughs> um, and so, as I don't know, in previous episodes, we've talked about, you know, our, uh, our, our, our daddy issues and all that stuff. And so now, you know, we're going to talk about it in, in a fun way, lighthearted, but also mm -hmm. serious. And, you know, the way that we do. So the first question is, what's a funny memory that you have of your dad? <laughs> My my dad's pretty funny. He is pretty funny. My dad's pretty funny. I think one that like like I always like just bust out laughing is um my dad, you know, Mexican father from Mexico. Mm. And so uh free stuff really excites him. <laughs> um Yeah. And so, you know, like once like everywhere like like McDonald's started getting Wi Fi and you know, they yeah. started having these posters called uh that there that said like free wi-fi on it yeah, yeah. my dad didn't know what wi-fi was <laughs> uh, 
And so like, and so like we're driving one day, and it's like this McDon- the McDonald's right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he sees like this giant poster that says free Wi-Fi, and like we're about to turn, and he like I just see him like like cock his like like neck back like wait wait did you see that? <laughs> and I was like what? He's like the McDonald's they're they're, they're they have free Wi-Fi's. <laughs> And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, they have free Weefies. I was like, what is a Weefie? And so, like, we're turning around, and, like, I see the poster, and I was like, oh, it's free Wi-Fi. Like, he's like, yeah, what is that, like a sandwich? And I was like, no, Dad, it's it's internet. Like, like you can connect, like, your laptop and stuff, and you can, like, do work. And he's like, ah, well. That's stupid. I will have one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's really funny. That's one, and the other the other thing that's really funny about my dad is that um he has like like he has like the typical like dad jokes yeah you know what I'm saying like in Spanish though and he thinks like they're the most funniest things in the world <laughs> and so like he'll tell one and none of our family think it's like think it's funny but my dad is like dying of laughter yeah. and like him, like him just like laughing at his own joke <laughs> is what makes us laugh and so like there's like one uh, joke that he would always tell when I was a kid. Cause like you know when you're a kid you'd be like like dad like like read me a like a bedtime story or or like tell me a story or whatever yeah and he'd be like okay okay and he's like in Spanish it goes like había una vez yeah and which is like once upon a time yeah yeah and then he goes truce which like it it means end but also like when you put uh había Un avestruz <laughs> <laughs> together. It also means like yeah. there was an ostrich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then after that, he just be like, "All right, good night," and then, and then he would just leave our rooms. <laughs> like, what the heck? I was like, "Well, that sucked." Like, was terrible. But, but I could, I would like hear my dad laughing like all the way down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's pretty good. Man. That's pretty good. I so for me, I think of two, uh, and my dad, low key, just be a fool bro he there was one um so he used to wake up really early in the mornings because he, he would like uh be, he was like a welder mm-hmm. and so i guess it was like one early morning and and he used to like always try to like grub on everybody's food you know what i'm saying and so he, he would always try to like eat people's leftovers and stuff and so he like sees something on the counter and he thinks it's like chocolate <laughs> it's like it's like five in the morning six in the morning so he's like hey i'm finna it's like he grabs it, takes a bite, and it's charcoal. Oh my god! <laughs> and we just hear about it like later in the day. We're like, bro, what is even going on, dude? He just took a bite of charcoal. And there's this other time where he did the same thing with um, he saw chocolate, but it was chocolate abuelita, mm-hmm. which, which is like it would be like blocks of chocolate that you that are meant to like make hot chocolate. So like if you eat it by itself, it's not gonna it's not gonna be you know it's not gonna be busting busting because yeah. it's like super concentrated. I mean, I guess you could eat it by itself, but uh, same thing. He thought it was just like regular chocolate. He takes a bite and he's like, "Oh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's like, oh. the flavors um, are melting on my tongue." The on my tongue. <laughs> uh, and then the the main one that I think of is um, so so I played soccer for like m- like in middle school, and so he most of my practices he he would be the one that takes me, and so and this was like in the beginning when I like was first learning how to play soccer because I was kind of a, a late bloomer in terms of mm-hmm. soccer or sports in general. And so, uh, yeah, so we're, you know, passing around the ball and, you know, as, as per usual, somebody kicked the ball too far. And so my dad's like over there and, and the coach is like, yeah, pass the ball. Yeah. 
and uh, and he goes and he like limbers up, and I I remember it like so clearly of like he limbers up, and he'd be like, I'm like, all right, Dad, there we go, just kick it to us, you can do it, and then he, <laughs> he limbers up and winds up the kick, and it goes the complete opposite way, yeah, like away from us, yeah, and then uh, my coach he was he was Mexican and he's like, no hombre, <laughs> he's like. Con esa pata chueca. <laughs> and, uh, and so he was kind of saying like, bruh, come on, you got like a crooked foot. Like, I was like, who, you, who, you, you, who you passing yeah, that to? Was like, <laughs> you with your crooked foot. And it was just, it was so, it was like low-key really embarrassing because he like winded up so hard. Yeah. And it just co- goes the complete opposite way. And I was just like, oh, yeah. come on, man. Like, yeah, this cannot be. Cannot be real life right now. So, uh, pata chueca. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. The whole team was like, bro, come Bruh. on. Was like, That's your dad, bro. We're going to lose on, this was... year. <laughs> That's your genetics, a, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was bad. I was bad at soccer, man. That's why I played defender. Because um, I used to just kick kids. Yeah, and, but I mean, you're defending, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it'd be fine. i just kick them super hard. Um <laughs> It's it's true. I didn't I didn't inherit very good uh, soccer skills from from my father, and that kind of brings us into uh, kind of the second part of that question: is uh, do you see some of these same qualities that he has in you, like especially relating them to some of those stories? I mean, like, I think I'm like actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I think like I have good jokes, you know. So, but I mean, then again, maybe that's just me being ignorant. <laughs> And be like, oh no, maybe my jokes suck too, and everyone's just kind of laughing at me because I think it's funny. Um, that might be true. Uh, I do like free stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, you ever been to like those like like job fairs, or like you get like uh, yeah. a bunch of like free like merch and stuff, and yeah, have, like yeah, pens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember. I would just try to like get as much stuff as possible. Yeah, or like Ari Congress, or, like Ari Congress, like all like the free samples. Yeah, like a Costco, million, yeah, all the free samples. Yeah, all the pamphlets. Yeah, yeah, dude, had all of that. <laughs> So I guess in a way, yeah. Uh, I will say that um, my <laughs> my dad, uh, when whenever we have like like family trips, yeah, it's always a huge mess. <laughs> it's always a huge mess, yeah. And like no one can decide on what to do, and and <laughs> my dad, whatever for whatever reason, decides to be like adventurous at like the weirdest times. <laughs> And, like, he's like, let's go this way. <laughs> and I remember there was one time where, like, we wanted to go to, like, like a campground, yeah. like a campsite. And um, for whatever reason, we end up in the middle of a desert. <laughs> and, you know, we're just like, Dad, what? Are, where are we going? He's like, no, I swear there's a place here. Like, I swear there is. And, like, we're not even on a road at this point. Like, yeah. we're just on a bunch of, like loose rocks driving this minivan and then i was just like dad are you sure he's like no yeah i've been here before i was like when like when do you go out without (laughs) us and he's just like no dude i swear there's something here and then like as like we're like at two hours into this trip like you know he just starts mumbling under his breath he's just like dude every time i go out with you guys this always happens to me and i was just like what (laughs) so you know in a sense like I, I think I do like to blame other people for things that like I get myself into. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really funny because like for so many years I felt like so disconnected from my dad, mm-hmm. and uh, like the more I mature and like the more I become self aware, the more I realize like man, there's like there's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. There, there is a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's everyone, right? I don't know about if you feel that same way. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think growing up, you like don't want to believe it. Yeah. And that's why when, you know, you just like give up. You just like, like give up. It's an insult, right? Yeah. Because it's like, no, he's bald. <laughs> he's fat. And then, a big nose. A big nose. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, and, you know, we see all kind of all the negative qualities. But and especially in those stories, like. I for sure, I'd be hella dumb, low mm-hmm. key. Like I, I, I've had a lot of moments where it's just nobody, nobody. I just don't tell anybody. Yeah. Or I have like low key, really dumb moments, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 you know, like I like you know do something hella stupid, and I'm just kind of like, oh, I definitely didn't think. Well, nobody's gonna know about this one. <laughs> so gonna lock it away forever. Just gonna lock it away forever. Um, but yeah, and even you know, uh just i don't know like i think in many ways like i think we talked about like in our uh like humility episode like god uses like embarrassment to kind of like mm-hmm. humble me right and to kind of like take me down to earth and help me recognize that like nobody nobody cares like no yeah. no <laughs> nobody cares really if you make a fool out of yourself as long as you can laugh and and he's always been like and i remember a lot of times like my dad was always like really funny and he would like always like make a fool out of himself yeah uh sometimes like in a bad way sometimes like yeah. in a funny like a good way but uh but yeah you know in many ways you've kind of like the life of the party and so yeah i definitely see like 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 now after the fact like as an adult i definitely see all those good qualities yeah and um but yeah growing up i'm like no i don't want to be like him yeah he sucks yeah he doesn't know how to cook <laughs> you know it's really funny because like the other day i caught myself using one of his jokes yeah and uh because at saint anthony like we have like our youth room right and we yeah, just yeah. got like a couch for it and um we have like our tv in there and everything mm-hmm. and that's about it because everything else in that room is kind of being used for storage but we have these uh kids from confirmation um you know that in between like classes that which they normally help out at mm-hmm. they like have a break and they're like can we go to the youth room and watch the tv and i'm yeah. just like yeah, but just don't turn it on. Ah, ah, which is what my my dad me. used to always tell me when I was a kid. I'd be like, Dad, can I watch TV? He's like, Yeah, just don't turn it on. <laughs> ah, um, works every time. But it's funny because like it it is ingrained in you. Yeah. You know, like it's like I mean, you've known this person since mm-hmm. the beginning, right? Right. And uh, I mean, in that sense, like. You know, it kind of translate very well into like this idea of like God the Father. Mm-hmm. It's just like whether we recognize it or not, like our souls have known God the Father the entire time. And in, right. in, in that sense, we have that that same sense of goodness mm-hmm. that that you know we get from Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so that that's a good transition. And uh, so talk about you know God the Father. How has your relationship with God the Father been? Um, and yeah, just kind of talking about like you know how is how is that. Like growing up, what was your relationship with God the Father, and when did it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and what it is? I think like growing up, my like I didn't really really have one, mm. um, because whenever I'd pray, I would always either pray to, to you know Jesus or surprisingly enough the Holy Spirit, because mm. uh, <laughs> I guess Holy Spirit's the the one that just kind of gets forgotten in the Trinity, um, but yeah, it would always kind of be like you know me viewing Christ as like an older brother and like mm-hmm. me, like viewing the Holy spirit as just like, you know, in a sense, kind of like a protector and a guide. Yeah. Um, 
but like i remember and there's a actually like a lot of entries like in just like my my journal that i would take to like my holy hours mm-hmm. and um like me just complaining like when i try to pray to god the father I'd be like i don't know how to talk to you <laughs> um and it kind of like evolved into this sense it's just like like i don't really know how to interact with a father yeah i don't really know how to even act like a son mm. um and so it was, it was very difficult uh to like accept that but um i think it was it wasn't until i went to the uh the jp2 uh healing retreat for mm. seminarians yeah that um they kind of helped me enter into like these wounds that i had mm-hmm. um and really just kind of see god the father for who he was which was yeah. is, is love right. um and uh that's when things started to change mm-hmm. and um in a sense like my relationship with god the father is is uh a lot more like like hey like i know i know you're taking care of me like i mm-hmm. know you're watching over me uh, help me to embrace that right uh yeah. and that's uh, that's where i am at with 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 my relationship with god mm-hmm. the father yeah 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 and i think i think for me it very much was the same i think um so i've always it was always been weird like growing up because in so in spanish lord is señor mm-hmm. which i think is weird i don't know I, I, just and so i'd always say, i was like because it'd be like if we translate it to english it'd be like like sir yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sure you know it, in spanish but me because like i i live most of my life like in english you know um like because of school and all that stuff it was just it was just weird the translation was weird and i don't know and it just made me think of like god the father's like an old man or something <laughs> you know i'm like that doesn't sound appealing yeah but jesus well, Jesus is cool Super and hip. nice. Yeah. And cool and nice. And he is gentle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, especially once I came to the faith, um, like in high school and stuff, like it was very much um, like Jesus focus, right? Of like mm-hmm. um, growing in into intimacy with Jesus. And it, honestly, it wasn't until like I went on my missionary year because one of the things that like every missionary would say and every person like on that in in some way or another would say that like uh to remember that you're like you're you're a son and daughter of god mm. and it's just so much to the point that i'm like shut up like i get it yeah shut up yeah i'm a, i'm a son of god i get right. it um and it wasn't until after my missionary year that i like you're like god oh crap broke, yeah god <laughs> broke all that stuff open yeah. and i was like shoot man, i'm a son of god <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a son of god man and uh and yeah, and just kind of what that meant, right? And it, it actually yeah. was, um, I actually ended up leading a retreat for um, like our incoming students at the Newman Center mm-hmm. about um, like sonship, um, and and it was based off of like Romans chapter eight fourteen, which we'll we'll read later. But yeah, of like this idea of like being a, being a son and daughter of God, mm-hmm. and what that means for our lives, uh, and it was in like praying with that that like I uncovered the just like the meaning of what that what the heck that means and like how big of a deal that is and what role Jesus plays because I think for for a long time like I was like well we have Jesus and God the Father they're both God but if I'm a son of God Jesus <laughs> is also son of God question mark and I didn't realize like it's because of Jesus that I yeah I'm taking a, like he brings me into that family yeah. right um and then that just was made clear and I was like that makes so much sense, you know? 
I'm like, huh. It's like the math checks out. Yeah, I'm like, the math checks out. Uh, it's because of that that I can receive the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Um, and so completely like changed my life. That and I, um, so I started listening to, um, I think it's called Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nouwen. Oh, and uh, that's a good book. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> I, I listened to it because it was it was like free on Audible. Oh really? Yeah, Dang, it's so and good. It, it just I, I got wrecked. Yeah, and um, I I just ended up falling in love with the story of the prodigal son and the painting of mm-hmm. the Rembrandt painting. Yeah, because if you haven't um, listened or read that book, essentially Henry Nouwen's kind of led on this entire conversion just off of the Rembrandt Rembrandt painting of the uh, I think the painting is called Return of the Prodigal Son or the Prodigal Son. Yeah, I don't remember. For sure, it has Prodigal Son in it. But, uh, and just like the, the meaning behind it and everything that it, that speaks about God, the father, as well as us being the prodigal son, as well as us being the older son. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then in a special way, like Jesus being the perfection of both sons, right. That he, he never, he goes out into the world and experiences like the, the lowest of the low. Yeah. Um, but he never, he, he never leaves the father. Right? He never he never disobeys the father, mm-hmm. uh, and when he comes back into the father, he brings us with him. Yeah. Um, and when I like, and I don't know if that was in the book. It, I mean, they kind of talk about that in the book, but when I like, you know, encountered that in prayer, I was like, shoot, dang, mm-hmm. clapped me. Um, and even now, like that's something that I, I pray with a lot. But um, yeah, definitely growing up, I was like, oh, I don't know. God the Father's mean and he's gonna smite me. Um and, and it's kinda the same thing. Like I didn't know how to interact with him. I yeah. didn't know how to like pray to him. Um and it was just it'd be kind of awkward, man. Um Yeah. Can I I don't know why I thought of this, but can I ask for your opinion on something? Yeah. So No. So I th- I feel the same way. Wrong. I feel the same way. You're wrong. I feel the same way. But I don't know if you were that was just a lucky answer to my oh, question. I don't know. I just wanted to So say no so many like protestant groups um they they really kind of like break like the walls between you know them them and the father um and they like they like when they pray they'll they'll call him dad or i mean i've even heard like daddy daddy um which i mean like isn't isn't wrong right but um and you know in the same sense you know jesus you know calls him abba which you know translates to you know daddy uh but i remember like I was praying with somebody and like he would just keep referring to, 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 you know, God, the father as dad through the entire prayer. Yeah. And like, that made me super uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I don't know if that was just like my own wounds at the time. That's just like, why are you so familiar with God? Yeah. Or, or I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. Hmm. I think, I think that would be okay in your interior life, mm-hmm. right? But I think if you're praying with somebody, that's weird. Yeah, if you're that, doing that kind of weird. like a like a communal like yeah, 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 prayer yeah, yeah. type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's kind of what I would say because, like, yeah, yeah sure. I think you, you know, can't say like I baptize you in the name of Daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I baptize you in the name of Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> in the name of Daddy, of Sky Daddy. <laughs> We're really not gonna get sponsored, oh, bro. No. We're really not gonna get oh, in the name of the daddy. You know? yeah. <laughs> bro. Oh my god. That's so, that's so bad. 
<laughs> All right. It's just a joke. It's just a prank. We just added a bunch of time to purgatory right there. <laughs> it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think that's what I... Because, I mean, you could justify it. And I've heard conflicting things that, like, it it does kind of translate to, to daddy or it translates more closer to, like, dad. For sure, it, it was a more intimate, like, Yeah, form title, of, of referring to your dad. they just completely yeah. weren't used to. Right. right? Um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could get to the point where it's like you call him dad. But yeah, if I was praying with somebody, I definitely I would call him like father, heavenly father. Yeah. Um, unless like you know that person did it as well, then it's like yeah, I'm sky dad. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. Sky dad. But yeah, it is kind of weird. It is kind of weird. I think that's kind of. But do you think do you think it's disrespectful or do you just think like it's uncomfortable? Um, I just think it's uncomfortable. I think if you were to do that in your own like personal prayer. I'm like, yeah, do do the thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, if 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 you feel like that, you know, enhances your your relationship with the father, yeah, sure, sure, why not, why not? I, but yeah, I don't know. I personally wouldn't. I, I there's something about the formality of like capital F, like father, that I really love. Yeah, uh, I think it, in many ways it kind of shows like his yeah his power. Not a capital right? uh, Z, <laughs> zaddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Not sorry. a capital Z. I'm sorry. But no, I, I I agree, but I don't know. It's something that I think I like repressed and like okay. it just barely yeah. came up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause um because I think like the thing for me too is like I don't think I even have that level of of comfort in my own personal prayer. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's why I raised the question is just like, is this me just yeah. kind of showing my wounds right um in this scenario or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause even then, like, like for, personally for me, my struggle with, with God, the father is accepting his, like his care over me mm. and like that authority. And so there's something for me about calling him like capital F father. Yeah. Right. Because it, it I hate when somebody's in charge of me <laughs> and tells yeah. me what to do. And so I think because of that, I think that's why it's so meaningful for me for, and, and to recognize like that, um, I don't, it helps me reconcile kind of like um, God the Father in the Old Testament, right? That he he quite literally shows his glory and his um, his awesomeness, um, mm. but that's not apart from the, you know him being the same nurturing God that he is, right? And especially if you look in the Israelites, because the Israelites were an absolute mess. Facts. And it's like, ugh, bro, come on, how many how many times how many times <laughs> how many times do we need to you know do how this many thing? times we got to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, I I just really love you know the Book of Exodus because it's just constantly like, ah, oh, God, what, why, help? yeah, you, why have you abandoned us? And he's like, okay, well, okay, let's put this wood in the water. Now mm-hmm. you can drink the water. And they're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. They're like, ah, oh, God, help! There's this <laughs> other thing. And then he's like, okay, well, this is gonna be you know manna from heaven, and you can, you can eat it. But they're like, we want chicken nuggets. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the one guy. The one guy's like, hey. Let's get some chicken nuggets. Like, Bro, sh- shut up. It's like that uh, that SNL skit where uh, they're like doing one of those like um, commercials to like help like people in Africa. Yeah. And they're just like, for 31 cents a day, you can feed like so and so many people from this village. Uh-huh. And like as he's walking through this village as they're recording, like the people in the village are just like, ask for more. <laughs> he was like, he was like, what? 
he's like, ask for more money. I was just like, no, like just 30, 32 cents. You know, the price of a cup of coffee is just like, it's like, that's such a weird number. Just like round it up to a dollar at least. Like, <laughs> that's funny. And so like, it, it's like that sense is just like, well, I mean, we, we feel like it's never enough. And right. it's not even that it's never enough. It's just that it's not what we want. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, God being a loving parent, like the father being a loving parent, like he's going to give us what we need over what we yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he shows us how we, the things that we want aren't always good for us. It's true. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there is no, there is no self love. There is no true self love apart from God mm-hmm. because we love to do things that are bad for us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like eat ice cream, which is good, but not when all you eat is ice cream. Yeah. Um, especially if you're lactose. Especially if you're lactose. Mm-hmm. And you get called into jury duty. Yeah, dude. Lactose and talented. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we kind of talked about this, <clears throat> but like we, we kind of alluded to this, but how has your um, how has your relationship with your earthly father affected the way you view God the Father? Yeah. Well, I think, and and we've talked about this in previous episodes, and it's this this um this lie of being self-sufficient. Mm. Um it's like this idea that when I feel like I did something wrong or where I feel like I needed to, to like to do something to make up for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I go and rely on myself rather than, than on the love of the father. And yeah. uh, I, I oftentimes feel like um, like my sin and like my failures are much greater than the amount of love and mercy God has for me, which mm-hmm. is a complete lie. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I just, I always do the stupid thing like the Israelites mm. and I go off by myself and I try to make things better. Yeah. Ultimately just to make things worse. <laughs> and, um, uh, I'm reading, you know, the, uh, Memento Mori, uh, Lenten devotional uh, yeah. for Lent. Um, and originally I was doing it, um, because I wanted, um, my adult confirmation class to like have some kind of Lenten devotional that they can experience. Yeah. Um, and I had done it years ago. I mean, mm. maybe like four years ago. And um, I'm rereading it right now. And I was just like, oh, shoot. I forgot how good this book was. Mm. Um, but last night it talks it talked about like that self-sufficient, you know, lie mm. that we all have mm. um, and how um, all of, of history. You have this cry of man like like that's in like desperate need of, of saving. And, mm-hmm. and sure enough, God, the father saying like, here I am. Yeah. Um, but it, my biggest struggle is like stepping into that and embracing that and accepting Mm -hmm. that. And I think that's right now in these first few days of Lent, like the biggest grace that, that the Holy spirit has given me Mm -hmm. Um, and realizing that uh, I have all these things in my life that make me comfortable. Yeah. And like all these things in my life that like get my mind off of like the anxiety and stress of, of the day. Uh, But they're also the things that pretty much block got out of my life mm. completely yeah um and i just ca- i keep trying to add these things to to eclipse the the light that is is god yeah um but now like that i'm in land and you know i'm forced to abstain from me or i'm forced to fast yeah i'm doing my personal fast i begin to feel that 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 sense of 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 discomfort mm-hmm. and i begin to get that little itch like a like an addict mm-hmm. <laughs> and um i see i see that this this desire to to indulge in these things 
is ultimately a desire for me to be be loved and be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also very scary, right? Uh, to to allow myself to be loved to to show emotion, and especially like in in the Hispanic culture yeah. for 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 men, um, this this uh, machismo mentality where you're not allowed to feel, mm. you're not allowed to show emotion, yeah. And that's what I've gotten used to, mm-hmm. and uh, in in my family, you know, we don't talk about our feelings, but you know. At the same time, we're, we're supposed to operate like a whaled oil machine. Yeah. Um, this idea that as long as you do what you need to do, like we won't have any family problems. Mm-hmm. And man, that is so toxic because yeah. I then project that into my relationship with God. It's just like, well, if I just do what I need to do, like my relationship is good. Mm. And that's just not the case. Right. It's this because I begin to hide behind you know, my responsibilities and my mm-hmm. duties is just like, and at that point th- that becomes everything to me yeah. rather than an actual encounter with Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It freaking sucks. Yeah. Uh, and I've been trying to work, work on it. And, um, you know, uh, I, I'm actually, you know, there's God's been really good to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a lot of opportunity to, to grow in, in virtue and charity that he's presenting to me right now. So, um, but I'd say like, that's kind of like the biggest effect, yeah, you know, yeah. like this, the family wounds are yeah. literally being projected yeah, yeah. as the difficult part, mm-hmm. as a difficult part in my relationship with God. Right. Right. And I think what you said about like that self-sufficiency um, speaks a lot to like my experience as well, because like when you have a, like a broken relationship with your father and you're like, I don't ever want to need him and mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to have my own stuff. Uh, and you know, obviously it, um, financially, like it's like, you know, th- that's kind of one, one way it's lived out and also like emotionally and, and how, how you can take that into your relationship with God, the father. And it just, re- I just remember like one of the, one of the women that's on, that was on my missionary team, um, which I think she listens, but if, if, if you listen to an episode, know that you're, your faith and has enhanced my life and challenged me in many ways. But she had such an incredible relationship with the father that she would like pray for like, like I miss my cat today. And then there'd be a cat that we just would see. Dang. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and it'd be like, Oh, I really wanted like this thing, you know, God, like I, I like, she would say like, I prayed for like cookies and then we got cookies. And, like it was like crazy. And it, and something that, like, at first, it kind of pissed me off. Like, <laughs> it kind of made me mad because I'm like, shoot, I want, I want a, I want a freaking cookie. I want the stuff that I want. Like, <laughs> we pray for, I don't know, gin and tonic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but then I realized where this where this was coming from. This place of woundedness. I like I was so used to that self, um, like, uh, just like you know, not asking for help yeah. because I didn't want anything to do with my father. Yeah. Right. But the reason that God the Father provides everything that like yeah. we ask for. Right. Yeah. And I think I think that also like that that self sufficiency also like evolves into like self preservation. Mm-hmm. And this because at this point, like you have that feeling. It's just like, well, I don't want to ever have that feeling of being let down again. Yeah. Um. And I think that's what makes it so difficult to like mm-hmm. to find that trust to put um yeah. in your relationship with with God the Father. Right. Um. But it's, it sucks because like like in your head like you know like this is who God is he's good yeah. he's loving he's merciful it's like but like the wounds in your heart like 
like still have its like has its reservations mm-hmm. and yeah. um i think i think what you just said just kind of like shows that you know right right and um yeah and so i don't know that that definitely challenged me in, in so many ways um and really made me think about my relationship with the father um and how i'm like man i just need to i need to go to go to him and ask him for help with everything right mm-hmm. and he provides everything for me um because i i don't know like I just wasn't used to that, like emotionally, like I'm not used to, you know, the idea that like the father gives me what I need, like this giving of this daily bread, right. Um, that he gives me my spiritual nourishment and the grace that I need for the day. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? No, I think that's good. So, um, let's get into a little scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, we kind of talked about this, um, this passage and it was a passage that really guided, um, that retreat on, uh, on sonship and daughtership, but it's Romans eight fourteen, uh, and I think it's also 15, but it says that for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. When we cry, Abba father, it is the spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Um, and so the most challenging thing for me when I read this, and, and I read this like a lot, a lot of preparation for uh, for the retreat is like, and fellow heirs with Christ. Uh, and it kind of forced me to think of like, where is Jesus in all this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a son of God, but Jesus is also son of God. And it was like fellow heirs with Christ. And then I was like, shoot, dang, Right. It's because of him that I can become an heir. Right. It's because of them that he opens the way, um, you know, him taking on the flesh. He opens the way and provides a way for me to reach the father. Right? And it makes a lot of sense. Um, so obviously on Exodus 90, you go to the book of Exodus and there's this passage uh, when Moses goes up to the mountain for the Ten Commandments. And God is like, don't let anybody touch the mountain. If they touch the mountain, they're going to die. Because, like, there is nothing that, you know, no, no, nothing that is not holy can, like, come into contact yeah. with God himself. And uh, and then that just made so much sense. And I'm like, yeah, that's why Jesus came mm-hmm. to make us holy so that we can go to the Father. Yeah. We can meet him. Um, and I was like, shoot, that was pretty crazy. Fellow heirs with Christ. Thoughts? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think that's very beautiful. I mean... When, when we think about like like holiness and like the mm-hmm. the journey to holiness and like the journey of the spiritual life, um, you know, of, oftentimes the question of like heaven and hell often comes up. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because like the more I look into it, like the more like obscured, um, like the idea of hell becomes. Yeah, and um, uh, we we often think of like hell being this place of, of just like fire and like demons just torturing us, which I mean, mm-hmm. it very might well be. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. But people like when I was talking to my moral theology professor, uh, she was telling us how, um, uh, Aquinas tells us that like, you know, in, in trying to grow in virtue and trying to grow in holiness, um, we have to like exercise this. Like mm-hmm. we have to like, like work at it and like grow to, to, to love it. Yeah. And I think like, like, I don't know, you had mentioned soccer earlier. Um, 
And uh, I remember that same feeling of like, like just like, oh, like you know, like I suck at this. Like I'm not, like I'm not yeah. good. But eventually, like when I kept working at it, like I got, I'm not gonna say super good, but I got decent, yeah, like the, like yeah. enough to like you know play at it, like like and contribute to a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like that's when I started to love it. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea of just um, like if you go to hell, I mean, if you go to heaven and you're not prepared for heaven, if mm-hmm. you don't love God, if you don't love goodness, yeah then heaven is going to feel like hell, right. you know? And so in this sense that like when Jesus came down to show us like the goodness mm-hmm. of God and to show us that, that he is a loving and merciful God and is willing to, to walk with us during yeah. this time to like, right. in a sense of like, you know, like this purgation of, of, of our, our sinfulness and everything that does not belong to God. Yeah. Um, we see this this idea of like how you mentioned the prodigal son yeah um and uh but it rather uh instead of how the story goes we see jesus taking on our sinfulness yeah. because he's the only one that can deal with it mm-hmm. um and uh i think that's very important because um we we need to realize that there's nothing we can do about our sin yeah that the only one that can can truly like free us and save us is, is God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that in taking us into his family. Yeah. He does that in, in, uh, um, on the cross. Right. And so this idea of, of becoming heirs with Christ, like, you know, it's this, this homecoming. Yeah. Like, like finally, like I'm back in the yeah, arms yeah. of the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, and I also talked about this on the retreat, but the, the idea of one, you know, St. Paul talking to the Romans and he's, he's, he's doing it is very cheeky, right? He's referencing their, like the Roman laws of adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Romans were kind of wild in, and so if they were, if they had a child and they didn't want it, they could just like, yeah, peace, peace, peace out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, kick the baby to the curb, like wild, wild west type stuff, you know? But if they adopted a child, there were certain laws um, like once you adopted a child, you could not disown that child. Mm-hmm. The child had a new name. Yeah. Um, they were fully in line for the inheritance as if they were of blood. Uh, they no longer had any debt of like their previous life. Right. And, and this is this wonderful idea of like, they were new, like they, they were given a new name and, and, and St. Paul like knows this as he's writing, as he's writing this. Right. And is as this writing is inspired and uses those to, to reference about the nature of the spirit of adoption, the nature of like why Jesus comes so that we can be once again adopted into the family mm-hmm. um, and that we can't be disowned. Right. Any debt. Right. The debt of our sin that we had is no longer. Right. Um, because Jesus pays for it fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this idea that he gives us a new name and just makes us new. Right. Um, I think that's a that's a wonderful way to end off. Especially as we go into Lent. Right. I think. You know, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him, right? Yeah. It's it's so indicative of us going into into the desert, right? And re- recognizing that, like, I think a lot of Catholics, they go into Latin, and they're like, well, we're just going to go suffer. Like, it should be a time of joy, <laughs> right? La, 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 la. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, I'm going to go die. Um, and, uh, but it should be a time of joy because we get to be united more closely. Yeah. And that, like, and I came to a realization, especially this week, in that, like, God loves us too much and for us to enter into a relationship where we won't be prepared to love him. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's why he leads us into the desert. 
right? To cut out, you know, all, all the distractions and the idols in our life so that when we do meet him, we can actually love him with our full heart. Yeah. Right. It's not, he just doesn't want us to just suffer just to suffer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but because he loves us too much to, to allow us to encounter him in an unworthy state. Yeah. And so he provides for us opportunity and opportunity and opportunity for us to become holy and to choose him over our idols. Yeah. Provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Dang. Do you get that from someone? What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I got it off uh, Pinterest. Uh, fortune cookie? Yeah, fortune cookie Pinterest. Fortune um, cookie princess. A princess? Fortune cookie princess. Uh, I want to be a fortune cookie princess. Uh, but again, I think that's a good place to end. This is a good place to uh, call it. But again, thank you so much for listening. Please give us a rating. Um, give us a rating on, on Apple, on Spotify. Uh, share it with your friends. Uh, if you don't have friends, then, I don't know, share it with your parents. If you don't have parents, uh, share it with your dog. Um, but again, make sure to drink some water, eat some fiber, and always act, act a fool. fool.